You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's a post-game report, and it's a happy one because the Browns beat uh, the Houston Texans by a final of 27-14. to uh, Daryl, was Deshaun Watson's debut. We'll talk all about that. But a win is a win is a win, and that's exactly what today's game was against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're lucky they played the Texans and nobody else because – if it was anybody else, the results on the scoreboard probably would have been a lot different. But uh, it is the it was the Texans who are craptastic. Uh, they are Browns one in thirty one bad, and um, I mean just watching the quarterback play though. Both teams, not not just the Browns, but both teams. Man, Kyle Allen sucks too. So. Um, uh, it, it just it it was a painful football game to watch, and um, I, I think I saw something from like CBS Sports. The Browns scored the most points by a team without an offensive touchdown since 1999 on Sunday, with uh, you know by uh, virtue of those three returns that they were able to get for scores. Crazy. All right, so I could ask the obvious question, but I'm going to ask a off the wall question. If Jacoby Brissett started today, how many touchdowns would they have had? I'm just curious. I, and again, I know we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about Deshaun Watson, but I just it, it just goes back to the whole notion of I know that he, he needs to play. I know they need to get him out on the field. I just I was curious to see what the offense would have looked like with him the other way around. Although I've spent I don't know all offseason wondering what they would look like with Deshaun Watson. Man, he looked rusty today. Uh, just work that into your thoughts. Then I'm just curious. And I, I know it might be a waste of time, but I was just curious because I was just thinking about it. That's all. Um. Well, I, I'll say, and I, I put this in my top takeaways, that was one of the all-time worst quarterback performances since 1999. And he's the 34th different starting quarterback this franchise has put on the field. And that was one of the worst performances you'll ever see. Um. So... Yeah, I mean, if the if Jacoby was out there, um, I have a feeling that uh, 
I would have given them 14 more points. I was going to say they might have they might have hung a 50 cent piece on them if Jacoby was out there. I mean, Jacoby would have let it at least two touchdown drives. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say 50 cent piece if Jacoby Brissett started this game. Because by the way, that's what the Browns should have put on the Texans on Sunday. <laughs> it's true. No, I agree. All right, so let's go back to Watson. How because bad they are. Oh my God, they're bad. This is our future. Which, by the way, it's yeah. great. It's great to make fun of other bad teams after having to make fun of the Browns for being that team for so many years. <laughs> well, when the Browns started with the interception to start the game, I'm like, oh my God, we're not that we're not that bad anymore. We're bad, but we're not that bad anymore. Like that's the kind of stuff that used to happen to us all the time. Yep. You know, the leaking fumble for um Denzel Ward today, that first interception. Uh, the run back coming at the worst possible time. All of those things are things that used to happen to us on a consistent basis. By the way, they got the officiating crew that was commensurate with a four and seven versus one nine and one team because they suck too. So they so the Browns opened the game with the interception, which they blew they blew that. So Kevin Stefanski has to challenge it. They take the time to go through the whole review process or whatever, and they still couldn't spot the damn football afterwards. There was like a five-minute delay because they're trying to figure out uh, where's the football supposed to be after the interception. It's like, didn't you guys just watch all this crap? What were we waiting five minutes of commercials for? Um, I, I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, it it was a uh, it was an opportunistic game for the Browns. They cr- created four turnovers. They were plus two in the turnover ratio, which hasn't happened much this year because they came into the game like minus seven on the season. They uh, tied for 30th. They were like the worst in the league in uh, turnover ratio. So they they were able to chip that down. Now it's only a minus five instead of a minus seven. But um, uh, unfortunately, the only way they were really able to capitalize off the turnovers that they created were the fact that Denzel Ward had a scoop and score and uh, Tony Fields the second was able to pluck a ball out of midair and run 16 yards into the end zone. Um, uh, otherwise, I, they might have lost that game. I mean, uh, I, if you want to really play the ifs and buts and candy and nuts, guess what? It's 14-13 without those two touchdowns by the Browns. So, um, yeah, I mean, those were really, really big plays. And I'll be honest with you, when it was five to nothing, it felt like it was 50 to nothing. And then once Donovan Peoples-Jones returned the punt for a touchdown to make it 7-5, I was like, okay, game's over. Browns may win this damn thing 7-5, to but this game is over. The Texans are done. Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Daryl, I think if anybody had any kind of a late night last night, that third quarter was hard to keep your eyes open for. That was well, a no, it looked it looked like the Browns had a late night last night, and the well, Texans maybe, had a late night last night. That's what that looked like for four quarters. I'll tell you, I, I just 
I'm glad Deshaun got the game out of the way. I mean, we've been saying it for months. Do not have expectations that he's going to be a top five quarterback when he steps back out on the field. And he, he proved that. It. He proved that today, didn't he? He bottom five quarterback. Yeah, that, that's the that's the one thing we didn't say. Um, is yeah, he's not going to be a top five quarterback, but get ready because he's about to be a bottom five quarterback when you see him take the field. I didn't. I thought he was going to be rusty. I didn't expect him to throw ground balls to the shortstop the whole damn afternoon like he did. I mean, it's lucky they play on turf because he would have left some craters if that was a grass field with some of those uh, footballs he threw. But uh, why? My my question is, Daryl. Why is that a is that a trending habit of somebody who's rust. taking a lot? Is all rust? You know, we saw that in the preseason game too. I know we only had limited. I know, play. and and you know it's it's, funny? we saw exactly the same thing. And and you watch all the videos from Brown's practice. You never see that, right? The passes are beautiful. The spirals are exactly. tight, and all this. And then all of a sudden, you watch that game, and you're like, the hell is this crap? And well, I mean, yeah, I, that's. And I wonder how long it's going to take him to knock that off and get over that. Or do we have to worry about, is this what the Browns gave $230 million to? I don't know. I'm going to, for now, I'll chalk it up to 700 days in two years. I'm with with you. I'm just, I'm just saying. Because that, it just seems so correctable. It seems like a technique issue, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, if you're throwing the same bad ball over and over, and by the way, did they get lucky on the one play that, could have been a touchdown the other way if they would have ruled that a fumble instead of an incomplete pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. What? Oh, the what? The Tony Fields one? No, the other way. Remember when Deshaun threw one, hit the ground, and they picked it up, walked it back in the end zone. Do you remember that? Oh, play? gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But that. And they're like, no, 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 incomplete pass. I was like, uh, okay, that, well, I'm good you know, with that. That was the right call. The arm was coming forward. Uh, no, and, I agree. And it slipped that. The arm was forward when the when he. Uh, it looked like he was trying to tuck it and not throw it, but the ball still came out. That was a pass. I was I was interested to see if they're going to throw like intentional grounding on the play. Oh, yeah, that, that was a possibility. I, I wasn't sure if there was a, a, an actual receiver there. So it's funny of all the things I thought about walking into this podcast, the referees really weren't the biggest issue, except for the Chase Winovich call. Like I, I, that roughing the passer call towards the end of the game. I was like, if the quarterback's in your way and he's downfield of the ball. Yeah. Then what's the situation? It doesn't matter. They won the game anyway, so I, I'm not going to sit here. But I, I, I thought one of the legit reason from the NFL, and he's going to have to pay a fine. Well, I, you know, when you get those when you get those fouls right. in games, they are reviewed, and players get fined. But roughing if the quarterback the, is, if, he if was essentially for roughing the quarterback. That is that is that uh, comes out of a game check. Yeah, but don't use uh, that play itself was was super interesting because it had gone way beyond the the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage. And then it had worked its way back up, and Winovich was trying to make a straight line to make a tackle. And, I mean, it doesn't matter if the quarterback – he was in the way ahead of the ball. They're they're protecting the great Kyle Allen. What's uh, wrong with you? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I am so silly. Yeah, All yeah. right, let's go back through the entire day here, and we're going to do that uh, on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Uh, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, Subscribe to the podcast. It's a post-game edition. The Browns defeat the Houston Texans 27-14. Back in the-